Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Metal Mama podcast. My name is Candace. You know me as the Metal Mama, and I will begin by apologizing for the delay in the episode. Life happened, friends. And even worse, even worse, I had a fantastic episode with an absolutely lovely lady who was Neve from Unsolicited, the vocalist for that band. We had such a great time, had such great conversations, and it was totally my fault, but the tracks didn't record right. And so I had to scrap the episode, and fortunately we've rescheduled. She will be back in November, so that's going to be fantastic. But yeah, I, uh, I do have to apologize to Neve and to you all for, well, everybody missing out on that episode, because it was going to be great. So instead, we get to deal with Mama being solo again, but that's okay because I have got some music to discuss. Last couple of weeks, we've had some really cool music come out, some great singles. I saw a fantastic concert, and yeah, we're just going to talk about the whole nine here. So first off, we have Glyph. They had a new song come out, Honor, Power, and Glory. They've got an album coming out in 2024, which is only a couple months away, guys. And this band is super interesting to me because they kind of like came out of nowhere almost. You know, they were they were announced at Mad with Power Fest. They've had a couple of songs come out since then. They're starting to get pretty active on social media. And holy cow, I really like them. Like, I'm really anticipating this album of theirs because the music that I've heard so far, which isn't a lot, but what I've heard so far is really good. This newest single obviously is no exception. It's got some great, really fantastical power metal elements to it. These really, I love the vocals from Glyph. There's just such a wonderful depth to this guy's vocals and they lend so well to the song, especially to Honor, Power and Glory sounds really good and of course you know like anything with power metal you gotta have that super catchy chorus which it does have so if you guys want to check out the single I hope that you check it out I cannot remember the exact date I don't think they have a date for the album release I think it's sometime in 24 so could be a while yet but I am looking forward to this album Amaranth also came out with a new single and they're they're interesting i get two bands in here that they're not exactly power metal but those of us who are power metal heads tend to like them a bit and amaranth is well one of the two i didn't dislike the new single but i didn't love it either definitely didn't hate it it's good it's good good is where we're at with that it's um it's a little, I don't want to say poppy, because it certainly doesn't sound like pop music, and I don't want to sound like an elitist ass by saying, well, it sounds a little mainstream to me, but you know what? It sounds radio-ready. There you go. Sounds like something that I could have heard on the radio back in, like, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, and again, I'm not hating that. It's just not, not exactly where I'm at with music these days when I was younger. Yeah, sure, I loved that. Amaranth is still great. They still have a wonderful sound, beautiful vocals, fantastically talented musicians. The song just didn't hit me like some other songs of theirs would have hit me or did did have, which isn't even remotely correct, but you know what I'm saying. It's interesting to me that a couple of bands, there's a few bands, right, that I'm really, I really like, I think that they're great bands, but 
their sound is changing a little bit. Now, I'm not going to name names because I'm not going to start calling people out. Plus, this is just my opinion. And, you know, uh, I could be wrong. And if you get that reference, you get that reference. There are some bands that I previously was a huge, huge fan of these bands. But as they're putting out new singles and new stuff, their sound is changing and kind of moving away from power metal, which is what I really enjoy a lot. And that's kind of the sound that I live in most of the time. So as they move further away from that, I'm kind of liking them a little bit less. And that really sucks because I still appreciate their talent. I still appreciate their music and everything else. It's just not something that I'm like, okay, I'm going to like jump and listen to this album the second that it comes out. And I uh, I feel like with Amory, new single they're kind of going in that direction which really sucks because I like them a lot and that's not saying that I'm gonna like hate on Amaranth or anything I'm not it just means that I'm not gonna be as loyal of a listener as I once was if this is where we're going and then we've got a band that uh they're not power metal for some reason many of us power metal heads like them a lot and that would be Mirath. they have a new single which means new album sometime soon hooray once again it is not exactly power metal there's some elements in there but Mirath just has this sound that, I don't know, we all tend to like for some reason. Maybe it's their fusion. Maybe, I don't know what it is. But man, it's it's a good track. It's really, it's a good track. It's got that super catchy chorus, got that wonderful fusion of traditional Middle Eastern music in there, and it's just, it's fantastic. Now, granted, I've only listened to it a couple of times because it was just released like at the end of uh, this last week, and so it was Friday, I'm recording this on a Monday. Haven't had a lot of time to really give it a deep listen. I did listen to it enough to say like, yeah, this sounds like Mirath, which isn't always a bad thing. You know how you listen to a song by Camelot, and you're like, now that's Camelot. It's kind of the same thing. Thing with them. They have got a very distinct sound that they kind of stick to throughout their albums. And with this new track, that is exactly what it's like. Have not gotten a chance to check out the music video yet. I do know that there was one released and I want to see it because their music videos are always a lot of fun. Definitely looking forward to more information and announcements on the new album from Mirath because I think it's going to be great. And you know, one day, one day, maybe they will tour North America and not just go to Prog Power USA. Because for those of us who live on the other side of the United States, which is me, getting down to Atlanta is a chore and a half. Plus, I hate the Atlanta airport. And for anybody who has ever made a connecting flight in the southern United States or came out of Florida, you know exactly why I dislike the Atlanta airport. But hey, at least it's not Miami International. Serenity also had a new song out. And we're just going to switch, not even bother with a segue or anything else, because that's how I do things. Their song is called Reflections of AD in parentheses. This one's interesting because it's a lot slower than the well they they released the fall of man with roy khan and that was a little while ago and so i guess i kind of expected something around that but then you get reflections and it's like wow what a change in sound not a bad change in sound at all still sounds like serenity it's still a fantastic track but it is a lot slower tempo and everything else and almost like a, a ballad in a way. Not exactly, but you'll get it when you listen to it. I'm very interested to hear the entirety of Serenity's new album when it comes out, which I believe is later this month, uh, October of 23. 
I know I had the exact date written down somewhere, but I'm not looking at my notes, so I don't know the exact date. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. But I am interested to hear this album for two reasons. Number one, The Fall of Man and Reflections, both, they almost have like this sad kind of feeling to them, like something a little melancholy going on, almost like a lament in a way. And so I'm very interested to hear the entire theme and kind of overall feeling of the album if that continues through it or if they're going to tell a story and kind of take us on an emotional roller coaster. Another thing that makes me want to hear this album is because the fact that you have two very different tracks that we've heard so far. We've heard The Fall of Man, we've heard Reflections, and yeah, they're just, they're so different in the way that they sound, tempo, everything. And they still sound like Serenity, though. There's no questioning it's Serenity, but they did give us two very different sounds to play with. So I wonder how much of that is going to be through the album, too. Like, how many tracks are going to have really different sounds? And maybe they're experimenting a little bit. I don't know if they are or not. If they are, that would be awesome, because I'm here for that. As long as, you know, they don't go too off the rails, like I talked about earlier. Because, well, I'm picky about that. I guess I can't say much. Sometimes going off the rails is a lot of fun. Sometimes bands just make it freaking work, you know? I've heard a couple where they've gone like way off the rails on, you know, a new album or something. And you're like, huh, that doesn't sound like them at all, but I like it. So I guess when somebody goes off sound like or sound, I don't know what else to call it in that one. Yeah, it's their sound. So, yeah, when they go off sound like that, sometimes it works perfectly. A lot of times, though, especially when you hear bands that it sounds like the only way I can really describe it is it sounds like they're trying to get on the radio, which I know I don't think many of us listen to radio anymore. but For those of you in my generation, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Sounds like they're trying to get on the radio. And then you're like, no, I don't like that. That's not you. That's not where you belong. Or at least it wasn't you, you know. And if that's them now, awesome. They're going to find a lot of fans who really, really love that sound. It just may not very well be me. I love how people have told me in the past, they're like, you don't criticize really much on your show. And it's like, well, no, I don't. Because because even right now, you know, talking about bands that might sort of like go off the rails a little bit on the sound that you're used to. I may not enjoy it anymore, or I may. It depends on, you know, where they went with it. But even if I don't, like, the truth of the matter is they're going to find fans. They're going to find people who love it. Maybe it's not me, and that's okay, but there's going to be some people who are like, this is freaking awesome. (laughs) And again, I'm just, I'm not here to insult people and rip somebody's music to shred or rip a band to shreds or a single or whatever that's just that's not where I'm at believe me you guys there's plenty of people who do that there's plenty of people who do podcasts and YouTube videos and uh, blogs and I can think of a specific blogger who loves ripping power metal apart I don't know why they write about power metal because I think they hate it like I don't think they like anything they listen to but people like reading what they write or what they talk about and so yeah if you want somebody who's going to rip things to shreds um go go find those people trust me there's not a lot of people who cover specifically power metal you'll find them it won't be hard it's just it's not me i'm not here to do that power metal is not known for being very dark or very dreary and uh it's certainly not known for being very angry it's just more known for you know basically being D in music form um sometimes with vikings or tolkien and so <laughs> i i feel like what i talk about on the show sort of sticks with that speaking of shows oh look at that i actually have a segue. Not a good one, but you know what? We're going to take it. We are going to take it, folks. 
I saw last week, Beast in Black was here with Dance with the Dead. They played here in Denver, Colorado. Oh my goodness, was that a fantastic show. I'll tell you what surprised me was Dance with the Dead. I really hadn't heard much of their stuff. And I don't know why after seeing them live, because they're really, really good. Really good. Like, I enjoyed the heck out of their set. So I went with a friend of mine and his girlfriend. And so we kind of split off at one point and I was just sort of looking for like, you know, the best spot I wanted to stand and hang out in and Dance with the Dead was playing. And the more that I was wandering around, the more that I was like, I need to stop and listen. I need to stop and listen. And it got to the point where I just completely stopped where I was and listened to the entire thing because I was enjoying it so much. I was really surprised at how great they are live. I was also surprised at their stamina. There's no, they have no vocalist. It was just straight up instrumentals. So those guys had zero break at all. No, no way to like, you know, stretch their hands out or anything like that. They just had to keep the energy and the music going the whole time for the entire set. There was no, no time for banter or much else. They might've paused for like a few seconds to let everybody cheer, but then they went right back into playing again. That, that's impressive and, and exhausting as well. I, I am amazed that they do that pretty much every night right now on their tour. That's, that's something, and they sound good too. They sound really good. That is some serious stamina. And I was just, I was impressed to see it, but yeah, Dance with the Dead was great. If you have not checked them out yet, you really, really should. Beast in Black, of course, was fantastic. It was an amazing show. You know, you had this great energy already set up from Dance with the Dead. Then Beast in Black came out and they just fed off of that. And it was crazy for the entire show. Of course, I was unbelievably impressed with Beast in Black live. I don't know how they do it live. Same Dance with the Dead. I don't know how they do it live either. They were they were all like so good live. And sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you've heard it, you hear a band live and you're like, oh, that's a, yeah, that's all right. It's pretty, it's okay. Or you hear somebody live and it's very clear. It's like, uh, you ain't even playing that guitar, buddy. Like you are so off on everything, which I've seen it happen. I've also seen shows where the lead vocalist is jumping around the stage and like they can't even remember the words to their own lyrics. And you're just like, all right, that's just pathetic, dude. Uh, Beast in Black does not do that. And it makes the concert even even that much more impressive because they sound so good. And of course, their lead singer still has this amazingly ridiculous vocal range that kind of makes you a little bit mad in a good way, in a very good way. I don't know how he does it live, especially not in Denver, because I'm like, how do you breathe? The only thing I can think is he disappeared off stage quite a bit. He would like pop off a little bit. I'm like, he's getting oxygen. I'll bet you money he's getting oxygen. And he wouldn't be the only musician who does that because I know it happens in Denver. Not long ago, Pearl Jam played here and Eddie Vedder was actually on the stage with his oxygen and said that that's the only way that he could perform in Denver. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised because they genuinely here in Denver, they sell oxygen canisters in the airport. And I would imagine a lot of metal bands that come through here, probably the vocalist pop off stage and grab their oxygen. And I also know how long it takes to acclimate to Denver. And there was no way I would have tried singing like in in any capacity my first like month here. 
just because I wouldn't have been able to breathe. I wouldn't have been able to get the breast support to do it. And these people, you know, with with voices like Yana's voice, it's just insane. And you can tell that guy's got to have some serious support to get those notes out. And he does it after being here for like a day. It's just, it's amazing. I don't know how they do it. I know I've talked about this before, but it boggles my mind how well somebody has to be trained to be able to do that here in Denver. Beast in Black had a fantastic set. I love the fact that they played some of their older stuff along with stuff from their latest album, which came out in 21. It was such a great set and pretty much, yeah, no, I knew every song because I really like Beast in Black, so, <laughs> and I almost broke somebody's foot, which I felt really bad about. I didn't mean to, okay? I ended up, uh, you know, like I said, my friend and his girlfriend were doing their thing and I split away from them and just sort of like found my way to wherever I wanted to be comfortable. And I ended up next to this chick. I didn't know her, but she was fantastic to stand next to for the entire concert. She and I had a great time. 10 out of 10 would stand next to again. She and I both ended up kind of surrounded by a few big dudes. And uh, I think it was, yeah, it was. It was during Blind and Frozen. Me and the chick next to me were like, fuck it, we're going to jump. The dude behind me got way too close. Or maybe I got way too close to him. It could have been either or, right? Poor guy. There goes the foot. I was like, <laughs> I felt so bad. So freaking bad. So of course I turned around and apologized all over myself. Apologized when I walked away too. He didn't think anything of it. But I was like, I know that hurt. I know that hurt. Because I didn't just like, ooh, do a little hop. I was like fucking jumped. And I'm like right on that poor dude's foot. And I'm, I'm sure that you're thinking like, mama, it's a metal show. Like these people have been in mosh pits, right? But we weren't close to the mosh pit. We were all, you know, in the area of the crowd where you're just standing. And maybe jumping and throwing up the horns. But, you know, we weren't, like, killing each other or anything. We weren't even trying to do all that. I am uh, I am too old for the mosh pits these days. <laughs> Can't say I'm actually too old for the mosh pit. I'm only 41. But I did have a spine surgery, and so we stay out of places that might cause me to hurt my back. Mosh pits are definitely included in there. So I, I like to, you know, stay to where I can just jump and have a really good time, but where I'm not trying to, like, you know, drop kick somebody. And when you're not up in a mosh pit, there's there's an etiquette, right? You know, there's that unspoken etiquette. Like, you're not you're not in that area of the crowd to, like, kick the shit out of somebody or whatever. That's that's not what you're doing. It's that unspoken etiquette of just just chill, you know, enjoy your show, jump around a little, maybe, you know, throw up the horns, obviously, maybe talk to the person next to you. But we don't we don't like, you know, start punching people and stuff. That's that's not where we're at when we are in that part of the crowd. It's it's that etiquette. Yeah, there, there is etiquette to shows. And I did indeed break the etiquette by accident, but still did. One thing that I do, I, I go to shows alone a lot. It's just, I don't know, it doesn't bother me any. I, I still have a great time. And I always end up just talking to random people and having, you know, these, I call them my temporary concert buddies because usually I see them at a show. I might see them again and we'll like, you know, kind of wave or give the nod, but I, I don't know them. I don't even know their names. You know, I always end up having random conversations and somebody was like, well, how do you feel like going to metal shows alone? Uh, because you're a woman. And I'm like, okay, first off, that's like, is that insulting? Because I feel like I'm being insulted. I Maybe I wasn't, but I kind of felt a little insulted. The second part of that was just some pretty serious confusion because it's like, why, why would you ask that question? And then I thought about it and I thought, well, you know, 
my experience is not going to be somebody else's experience. That's just the way it goes. That's that's period. That's life, right? You may go somewhere and you may see a movie and you really enjoyed the movie, but your friend that went with you hated the movie. Well, your experience was great. Theirs wasn't so great. That's just, that's how it goes. And there's so many things that factor into that. And I thought, well, maybe some chicks don't have a good time going to shows alone. Or maybe they do. I don't know. You know, I don't, I I can't say I've talked to many other chicks who go to shows alone. I mean, I know we're out there, ladies. Like, I know you're there. I just haven't really talked to you much, you know? But my own personal experience confused me in hearing that question because it's like, okay, I'm 41 years old. So I'm not the super young little thing either. Not, not some chick who's like, you know, in her early 20s or whatever. The guys are like, oh my God. I mean, I've got I've got I've got grown kids now like you know what I mean and I'm not small I'm five foot eight I've got curves and I've got muscle tone and so I'm sure that people look at me and they think I'm going to like you know probably rip their head off which I've heard that many 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 times throughout my life I've heard people say you know like I think you're gonna like rip you know like kill me or something or you know if I talk to you you're gonna punch me in the face and it's like well I'm actually the opposite of that, but thank you, I guess. I I have a horrible case of resting bitch face, by the way. I know I do. I've always had it. And so, you know, you combine that with the fact that I have muscle tone, that I am five foot eight, so I'm not a small woman. And so I think my experience is vastly different than other people's. Not to mention the fact that in the area of South Florida that I grew up in, it was an area that could get a little violent sometimes. And so not that I ever was involved in any violence, thank God, but I did know how to take care of myself around people who were going to bother me. And so I'm not really concerned about if somebody looks like they're going to come and bother me, like I already know how to take care of that. I already know how to be like, hey, get away from me. Like, just leave me alone. Don't even, don't even try. And really at metal shows, I've never had that happen. I have never had one person at a metal show that I thought was going to bother me. I never had it any, uh, well, actually, that that's a lie. At Rhapsody of Fire, one dude was really drunk and bothered me. I did have to basically physically threaten him to get him to leave me alone. But he was super duper drunk and just acting like an idiot. He kept threatening to push me into the mosh pit. And I kept telling him I wasn't going to do it. And he kept saying like, no, no, you look like you could fight in there. I'm like, right, I could, but I've also had a spine surgery. So we're not going to do that, dude. He was just super drunk and like trying to actually push me into it. And I finally turned around and I was like, look, you touch me again and you're going on the floor. And uh, he was small enough that I could have definitely put him on the floor. And so then he finally left me alone. But really, that's I think that's the only time at a metal show ever, 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 I've had somebody who has legitimately bothered me in any way or even looked like they were going to bother me. You know, I talked to tons of drunk people at shows. Nobody drunk has ever bothered me. They've just been drunk and having a great time. And, you know, sometimes they love me that day. And that's fantastic. I'm really glad that they love me that day. But, you know, I I had a lady once who uh, fell in love with me immediately and then fell in love with my friend's beard who came with me, which he does indeed have an epic beard. So I understand it. I've really never had issues like at shows. I've gone to a lot of shows by myself and never really had a problem, never had a problem in any of the neighborhoods either. Um, Just it's not something that I've ever experienced as an issue. And I've been asked that that question that I got asked at Beast in Black, I've been asked before, too, of like, you know, hey, how do you handle being a lady and like going to metal shows alone? It's like, well, 
just like anybody else, I would suppose, right? I mean, but I guess that's not the correct answer because, again, my experience, not anybody else's, but I go. I have a really good time because nobody bothers me. <laughs> they don't really mess with me. And I'm not saying that ladies do or don't have a problem when they go to shows alone, again, because I don't, I don't know that answer. I'm only speaking for myself. I just find it a strange question to be asked because, again, I have been asked it more than once. And there are times where I've been asked, like, how do you feel being in this neighborhood? And I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, this is not a bad neighborhood. Like, we're in Englewood, Colorado, which, if you don't know, that's south of Denver. That is not some area to be concerned about. It is certainly not a part of Denver, like the Denver Metro, to be like, gee, don't want to go down there. Like, it's just not. It's it's fine. And so, it's like, well, you, you know, you might, like, walk around the neighborhood by yourself. I'm like, and? There's restaurants, bars, and a grocery store. <laughs> like, dude, it's okay. I can walk around here on my own. Or, you know, down in Miami, uh, I, would, I would have, like, you know, people be like, are you going to be okay walking to your car or whatever? Which is which is very kind of people to ask me that question. But I'd kind of be like, what, what, what do you mean walk me to my car? Like, we're in good shape, my dude. <laughs> Speaking of my friend that I went with, I uh, I don't know if it was just him. I'm like, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm, I'm in right in front of my friend at that point. I hadn't, I'd kind of made my way back to him and his girlfriend. I'm enjoying the show, you know, just kind of paying attention to that, not really paying attention to my friend and his girlfriend behind me. We're, we're indoors now in Colorado. Now you're not going to smoke weed indoors. Like you don't do that. I'm smelling it. And I'm like, all right, somebody's sparking up. Not a surprise, but it's really close. So I turn around and there's my friend and he's sparking up. And I'm like, really, dude, like right here, right in front of my salad. Not really, but you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, he was, he was smoking weed and I'm like, all right, whatever. So I just turn around and enjoy the show. Didn't think anything of it until Giannis had finished the song. And he's like, do I smell weed? And I'm thinking like, at first I'm kind of chuckling because I'm like, of course you do, bro. It's Colorado. But then he called it out and he was like, you know, this job is hard enough uh, to sing. And he's like, could you not? And I was thinking, you know, he's got a very valid point there because not only is he at elevation, but he's also having to take really good care of his voice. And of course, any kind of smoke is going to aggravate that. And that includes marijuana smoke. And that's when I realized my friend was the only person I had seen doing it. And so I'm like, now I'm not saying... Other people didn't do it because it's Colorado. And again, other people probably were. But my friend was the only one that I saw doing it. And I was like, uh-oh, he just got in trouble. And so right after he said that, my friend leaned over and said, I feel like I just got told. I'm like, yeah, you did. So put your shit away, man. <laughs> so he didn't spark up for the rest of the show. He did once we left, though. But I was just like, dude, come on. <laughs> The other thing that bothers me with that is my friend does sing and I'm like, bro, you're 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 harming your vocal cords like smoking anything is going to harm your vocal cords. And and I get it like I, I live here, too, and I'm totally glad for the fact that Colorado is a legal state. I'm totally for the use of recreational marijuana. It doesn't bother me in the least. First off, you don't have to smoke it like we have edibles and everything else. That's not going to hurt your vocal cords. Second off, you don't have to spark up every 15 seconds. But some people here, man, I think they like wake up high and go to bed high. And that that I don't quite get. Like, I'm not sure I understand that. A little usage, like, for me personally, before bed, 
big thing is uh, being able to just relax and get some good sleep. I will definitely rely on the help of some edibles for that, but I'm not going to smoke it. One thing that I find extremely amusing is that even my mother is totally cool these days with the use of recreational marijuana and if you knew how conservative my mom was you would also find it amusing i promise my mom has something to do with this whole thing this this is an actual segue so i think anybody who's been listening to this show you know i cannot get my mom to like much metal i i have had a breakthrough though and i will explain the breakthrough in a moment but she tries you know she's she's going to be 70 years old next year she's an extremely conservative white southern american woman and you can imagine <laughs> like it's just metal is not for my mom and but she tries you know she always wants to know like who i'm listening to what types of shows that i'm going to you know what what the concert was like she wants to see my videos and my photos and i think that's awesome because i'm like that's super cool that you're at least there for it you know and so of course my mom the next day was like so how was your show i'm like oh it was great here let me you know send you a video and I sent her a couple videos of the show that I took. My mom didn't have much to say about Dance with the Dead because it was just instrumental. And she said, well, you know, that's not for me. I said, yeah, I know. Sent her a video of Beast in Black. And she goes, you know, that that's not for me either. I said, no, I didn't think you'd like it. And she goes, but my goodness, I think his voice is really good, isn't it? I said, oh, hang on a second. And I, I said, I don't think you'll like one of their songs. I said, but this guy has a YouTube channel where he does different covers. And I said, let me send you one of those of a song that I know you actually like and then you can tell me what you think so I sent her one of those and my mom goes my gosh he is amazing and I said yeah he is it's it's insane and she said it's it's amazing to me how many of these people that you listen to they have such wonderful voices I'm like right that's the reason why I love the genre of music mom and she said that that she really appreciates the fact that so many of the lead singers and vocalists are just so good and sing so well and I was like you know that is super cool that my mother who doesn't like metal at all except for one thing which I'll explain is still super appreciative of the talent that these people have and and that's that's really cool my mom is going to come visit in december and i think i'm gonna post on instagram like some reactions of my mom just so you guys can really understand <laughs> what she actually thinks of metal i think you guys are gonna kick out of it or maybe you'll get really mad at her i don't know I'm going to try to keep away from songs by anybody I actually know uh, because I don't want my mother to hurt their feelings. <laughs> Not that she'll be mean, but she, trust me, she won't like it. <laughs> However, Sabaton did it for my mom. That was that was so funny. So Sabaton did that cover of Motorhead's 1916. My brother is a combat vet and he has a hard time. He's got he's got PTSD. He's he has a hard time. I, I thought, wow, that's crazy because that song is not even close to about the war that my brother was a part of. Yet some of the things my brother has told me certainly resonates with those lyrics. So I sent it to my mom. I said, you may not like the song, but maybe the lyrics would be something that you enjoy. And she said that song hit her like a ton of bricks. And she said, oh, my goodness, that reminds me so much of your brother. I almost cried. I was like, that is super cool because that was, you know, a band that I like. And then... 
um, my mom started talking about World War One because my mother is a history nerd, much like I am. And I said, yeah, you know, this band's pretty cool because they have a lot of stuff about like World War One and, and World War Two and different parts of like history and wars. And my mom's like, really? That's neat. That's that's really interesting. I'm like, yeah, they're not the only band who does that. But I think maybe you would appreciate the history lessons, if nothing else. She's like, no, I think that's really cool. There's this other song by Sabaton called The Lady of the Dark. And it is about a lady who was Serbian. And I mentioned that to my mom. I said, it's something interesting because I didn't know about this lady until I heard this song. And I said, but the, the song is a history lesson on her. Plus, if you read the description of the video, it'll explain more of who she is. And my mom said, well, I don't know if I'd like it, but I would love to hear it because that was very interesting to her. And the reason why it was is because, well, I'm American and my mother's American, uh, my mom's, my, my grandfather is Serbian. I don't know much about Serbia. They didn't really, didn't really pass anything down. They're just a product of another time where when, when they came over, you didn't really pass down your culture or anything like that to your family. You didn't pass down your language either. They, they did speak Serbian. I only ever learned how to say good morning and good night because my grandparents always said both of those to me. The, but that's it. I really don't know a lot about Serbia because, yeah, they just didn't tell us much. Neither does my mother, for that matter. She finds it very fascinating and she loves to learn the history of that area of Europe since, you know, her dad uh, and, and her family never told her and her sister too much. So I let her listen to that song and she really liked it. And I was like, of all things that my mother could end up liking when it comes to metal, it had to be Sabaton. Of course it had to be Sabaton. But that's because they hit the history nerd part of my mom. And they also hit like, you know, some pretty cool and meaningful lyrics. And so, yeah, my mom actually does like some of Sabaton's music, which cracks me up because Anything else metal I try to let my mom listen to, she don't like it. She don't like it. She'll appreciate the talent. She will always appreciate the talent. But man, she don't like the song. She don't like the music. <laughs> it's, it's not something that she digs on, unless you're Sabaton, in which case she actually likes it. I guess I'm going to start wrapping things up because I don't have anything else to talk about. One thing that I do want to mention is I am super excited about the next couple months coming up. There's some great album releases coming out. I've got I've got a lot of albums to talk about in the coming weeks, which is fantastic. I know for next episode, there's a few people coming out with new singles, so we're going to talk about that because Neve is coming back on the show, but she won't be back on the show until November. So we've got a couple of episodes where you're just going to have to deal with me talking. Unless, of course, I, you know, grab somebody to show up on the show, which is kind of how it happens. I don't go searching for people, just kind of like end up chit-chatting with people. It's like, hey, you want to come on the show? And they do. And that's how it works. And I actually really enjoy it being that way. Yeah, lots of new music coming up and I'm stoked about it. I'm really excited to start listening to some of these new albums and talking about it. I keep seeing on Instagram that Tear is working on a new album, which yay. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I don't know much about it yet. I don't even think they have a release date yet, but they're still working on a new album and that makes me very happy. All right, everybody. Well, you know the drill. My name is Candace. You know me as the Metal Mama, and I will see you all next episode. Have a fantastic rest of your day, night, evening, whatever it is. I'll see you next time.